We get David Walker's thoughts on the Hornets' 1-1 one one record this week, and we live the hive life today on Fun Friday on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. Also, Walker Mail, Doug Branson, LOH, and David joining us for Fun Fridays. As always, you can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. David, appreciate the time once again. How are you doing? I'm great, guys. Fun Friday is back, baby. Let's do this. Hive Live, yes. too, as well. Oh, yes, of course. Hive Live. Of course. Hive Life at the end, and we're going high, Hive Live right now. And, man, if you guys are going to bring the same sauce that you did last time, then we've got <laughs> – I mean, I just want to address some of that stuff. You know, the YouTube comments I have realized ever since we have gone to a visual medium – I didn't realize that some of the comments were going to be a little bit crazier there than on Twitter. I thought Twitter was the king of the crop when it came to the crazy mm. comments, but no YouTube. I had no, I had no recollection. I didn't know which comments. What do we? Well, where just do we go. I mean, just the the standing for certain players, the okay. back and forth, the letting things fly, the expletives, the opinions. Oh. Uh, YouTube is right there. I mean, oh, YouTube yeah. is right there with Twitter, and I didn't realize that was the case. Well, I you got curate Twitter a little bit more. I feel mm. like you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I listen. I got bad news for the YouTube commenters. Uh, you can't hurt me. I've been. I lived through the Jeremy <laughs> Lin days. Oh, and yeah. Those commenters were way the Lin crazy. the Lin Hive uh, is is un, unbeatable, undefeated. Listen, ball. Listen, ball hive, especially Leangelo Ball Hive. The 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 people that want Leangelo Ball to play and start and you know score twenty points in the NBA. Those dreamers. I want that too. I, I, appreci- I appreciate your energy, but you've got nothing on the Jeremy Lin stands. Oh no, 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 no! Those, those are pros. Those, they've was, been doing I, it. They've been in the game a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they follow yeah wherever he goes. Obviously, I imagine right. the same would be for the ball stands as well. But Jeremy Lin, I was just a little late to the game when I, I didn't have time. to deal with any of the Jeremy Lin stands. I was what kind of time. still somewhat new to social media, but I only hear horror stories from that. That's why we have a, a, a majority of our followers right now, I think, Doug. Right? That's, why I'm dead, that's why, that's why <laughs> I'm in therapy. Lin, dead Lin Stan accounts on Twitter. Uh, man, well, I'm, I hope hopefully we can ride this wave okay with the with the ball stands. But, oh, man, Jeremy Lin, great. at least we don't have to deal with that anymore. All right. Um, LaMelo Ball, we'll see if he can play tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. They did recall him, and so the Hornets are getting a lot healthier. We'll see if he plays. He's questionable to play tonight against the Trailblazers because of health and safety protocols. Hopefully he can because they're going to need as uh, – of course they're going to need their star, and LaMelo has become one of their best players. 
we want this win because it's the most winnable game of the next four that we have on this road trip. Doug, I know you and I have talked about how we'll be okay if the Hornets go two and four on this road trip. You know, if they go three and three, that's fantastic. I consider that a huge win for the Hornets on this road trip. If you go two and four, I'll be just happy with that as well. We'll see if LaMelo comes back and if he does the kind of minutes that he'll play tonight against the Trailblazers. Um, But they've been able to go one and one. Embarrassing loss to the Dallas Mavericks to start the week. Nice win against the Spurs where everybody basically except Kelly Oubre played well. Gordon led that charge with 41 points. David, we'll start with you. What did you think of the two games that you saw this week from the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, I'm glad there's only one more game against Dallas, I think. That is just apparently uh, the worst matchup possible for the Hornets. I thought we had Except for the past. Sixers. The Sixers and the Mavs. Uh, I mean, we're not setting NBA records for margin of, of victory and loss, though, with, with the Dallas, you know, <laughs> with, that with too. the Sixers. I mean, yeah, we had gotten – we have moved past the uh, preseason debacle, only to be reminded of it. But it was good to see him bounce back against the Spurs. Really good, obviously, to see Gordon Hayward just be really aggressive, right? I mean, he was obviously on fire and looking for his shot – but that's kind of the missing piece uh, that would really help this team get over the hump once they get everybody back healthy. If they can throw it to Hayward and say, go get us a bucket. And he's done that some. Uh, but, he, you know, he's gotten a lot of criticism for for quiet games um, out there. And it's just good to see him kind of explode, even though it's still not good enough for some people. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter who he does it against, you know, but I think that uh, that was that he, you could tell he was hunting his shot. They were feeding him. And uh, he's still that type of player that can go get you 30, 40, uh, not every night, but certainly has that ability. So that was the big takeaway from the Spurs game, other than just the, you know, the, you know, the whole team was on fire. It was, mm-hmm. it was a record. It was nice to be one of those teams that scores 40 in the first quarter as opposed to giving up 40. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, Gordon does things so efficiently and so quietly sometimes that it's easy to underappreciate his his value to the franchise in general, and you have to take into account the fact that Gordon Hayward will be a significant playoff producer. He's been there. He knows the deal. That kind of experience will will help the Hornets generally. Uh, but you, but you also, you need Gordon Hayward to do what he did against the Spurs every once in a while just to remind us, just to say, hey, hey, guys, I can still do this. I know how to take over a game, and when I when when you call my number, I will be available. And so that's what he did. He needs to do it more often, I think, as the season goes on. And uh, and he'll be okay in terms of Lamelo Ball. I mean, listen, his return will, I think, completely change the dynamic of this offense. I think it will help them defensively in terms of being able to turn teams over and get into transition. We talked about it on the last show. We've been missing his his rebounding. He's the team's leading rebounder, which is insane. Um, so hopefully he gets back tonight because I, I think the Hornets. You know, I, it would be great to get a win here. I think yes, sir, they've been in survival mode for a long time. But if they take three or four, oh, all man. of a sudden, I think the Hornets, you know, put a statement down and say, hey, we're back and we can contend in the East. They have that opportunity against a, a few really good Western Conference teams. Yeah, you look up today, they're in six, right, in the Eastern Conference. Um, and that changes. That's very fluid with how that, the East stacks up. But the Hornets are flying under the radar as much as you can right now with how well I think they've handled their COVID outs. Uh, a lot of that has to do with Lamella Ball not being on, in the lineup. It, you know, they tend to fade into the background of conversations if he's not out there. But uh, they handled that as well as they could. You know, it would have been nice to get a couple of those wins, especially at home against the Sixers, one of those. But you're right, Doug. I mean, that's why that win against the Spurs was so big. This is a big road trip. Um, it's going to be challenging. 
even with a full squad. So to get LaMelo back, he's also coming back to a, a team that now has uh, options they know they can go to. You know, they may not need to break the glass on Book Knight and JT Thor and guys like that, but they've seen them play, right? So he's coming back to a team that's all of a sudden gotten a little more experience for guys who hadn't even played before so that's got to be a big boost for him too yeah and we appreciate people in the chat right now tyler dicker uh dickerson uh putting in if gordon is able to stay aggressive once lamella is back it takes the hornets to another level and i think that aggression is something that you hear constantly with gordon hayward and that's even from a james borrego he constantly mentions that after a game in which he scores a lot of points it's important for him to stay that way but it's going to be tough especially when lamella ball comes back in has the basketball in his hands quite a bit and now i I wonder we're going to have the same type of opinions that we used to have about Gordon once LaMelo was here. Miles Bridges has developed a lot and you're seeing the Hornets get better because of that development and, and, and LaMelo ball included. And then you have best impact. He writes into the chat. Tell me one big game in which Gordon showed up. He is more than expendable. He has paid 30 mil and he's just a role player. And I think the contract is what skews people's opinion of him way more than anything else, because you know, a role player, Scoring 18 points a game, shooting 47 from the field and 40 from three, also Jimmy. being a nice facilitator. I'll Give take that him. any day of the week. There's of, no doubt. But the, and here's the thing. Wait, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, Walker. Hold on, Walker. Feel do, free. Do, do you want <clears throat> if you have Lamelo Ball on your team and you know he's the superstar of the future? Do, do you want like do you want uh, Gordon Hayward to dominate the basketball and take away from what Lamelo's? I don't think so. You need someone <laughs> who can play alongside Lamelo Ball. Now I agree. Uh, the forty-point game that uh, Hayward put up—it's the first time this season that Hayward has led the team in scoring and they've won a basketball game. The other three games that he led the team in scoring, they 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 lost all three of those games. So I agree with Best Impact. We need to see more of these type of performances from Gordon Hayward, but that doesn't discount what Gordon has done for the. The Hornets this season being a connector and being able to play alongside LaMelo Ball and make a big impact. Well, at 100%. And I think that there's also no doubt, nobody thinks Gordon at this stage in his career is worth $30 million a year. And that was the big problem I had with the contract. I didn't like it when it was made. But now you have LaMelo Ball way ahead of schedule, rookie of the year, and taking a step up in his second season. We know about Miles Bridges. Now this team is at a place where, David, you're describing them as flying under the radar, two games above 500. And and this year, by the way, I don't know if you guys get this feeling, this season feels a little 2016-ish, where there's not going to be a ton of games separating the fourth seed from the sixth seed, which is a little bit weird because ten now the, 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 right, to the 10 seed <laughs> even, but now the sixth seed is what gets an outright play off spot and so the Hornets are going to have a legitimate shot and Gordon Hayward yeah he's paid too much money Uh, you can argue all day you want I won't even disagree with you about how that contract I guess could hurt them in the long run but this year it goes back to my point from yesterday I don't know if you can trade Gordon Hayward and get better as a basketball team this season I don't know how that happens. Maybe in the long run, if you want to trade Gordon Hayward to try to get out from under that deal the last two seasons, okay. But this year, do you get better trading Gordon Hayward? I, I just think the ceiling with is with him on the team. I, I think the ceiling is reached with him playing basketball for this squad. We'll go back and look to those games when they really got hit by COVID hard. He was leading the team in assists, you know, a couple of those games too. He does more than score, oh, I don't know, 
uh, close to 20 points a game. Yeah. That's a good average. Uh, so, yeah, like look at the last year, though, when they were in fourth place in the East, which they hang their hat on, it was a lot to do with how well Gordon was playing, what a big part of this team he was. When when they went out, it was the the old Miles Bridges, right? And then mm-hmm. he blossomed into what he is today. They didn't know they were going to have that option. So I just think you, you got to get over that they paid that money. He wouldn't be here if they hadn't. They, they, they're always going to have to overpay for free agents. We know that. And especially, you know, a name, a marquee free agent like him. Um, yeah, you're just going to deal with it right now. And they know that, you know, they're going to have to make some decisions salary cap wise and with the structure of this roster but that's 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 coming but right now no i don't i think they like that core i think they like having gordon there as a veteran presence as someone who can do a lot of things and by the way score 18 points a game well yeah and real quickly you know best impact basically using a couple points that Ubre gives you the same production but that's only scoring and we had a nice 12 game stretch from him really but gordon hayward or kelly Ubre played i think 18 minutes this last outing i've said this a million times Kelly Oubre is only helping you if he's making shots. Gordon Hayward's helping you in different ways on the basketball court, even if he's not making shots. And I think that's a big time. uh, I think that's a a huge deal for the Charlotte Hornets team. If his shot isn't falling, he can give you the assist. Like Kelly Oubre is not going to give you those assists, man. Like that's just not his game. You can't have too many guys who can score that way and just be steady. You know, mm-hmm. just be steady and solid, and you can count on him. And, like, God love Ubre, but he'll throw up a crazy shot every now and again. You know, nothing against him. That's kind of his style. That's why he's yeah. been able to have these big impacts. But, but, yeah. Before we go to break, let me set the record straight. Win against Memphis, 118-108. Uh, Gordon Hayward, 25 points, uh, five assists, five rebounds in that game. Mm-hmm. Follow-up uh, game against New York, win 104-96 when the Knicks were winning. 22 points, seven assists, five rebounds. You fast forward to that that great, amazing comeback that they had against Indiana. They win one twenty one, one eighteen, and uh, Gordon Hayward yeah. had twenty five points, three assists, four rebounds, two blocks, three steals. Second so, half yes. was heavy for him in that one, though, and he and right. he didn't really he's show up early. Up big, but he, yeah. yeah, he's come up big in big games. I just think people want to see it a little bit more. They want to see him be more aggressive. You know, we talked about Gordon Hayward being the guardian angel of this team because he just sort of swoops in quietly <laughs> the and angel, saves them when, when 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 he's needed. He doesn't mm-hmm. force the issue, which I think is great when you have LaMelo Ball on your team who is always going to force the issue, and you want that. Uh, can, can we call him the guardian angel now of this team? <laughs> yeah, that's Doug, it. That's, yeah, how did you miss that, Doug? The I, guardian I, I, angel <laughs> is what he is. You guys have been working together for a few years. Oh, we stuck the landing on the first segment. We stuck it. Thanks to Tyler Dickerson. Thanks to Best Impact for being in the chat. We appreciate your comments. All right, let's take a quick break, but need to talk to you about Truebill first. You know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands.
thousands a year, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Speaking of Kelly Oubre, where is he in the six man of the year race this season? Also, let's just go ahead and take an overall look at where everybody is on the awards watch right now. That's coming up next on Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. And, and listen, as long as you play James Booknight, a win will always be inside. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. Right? We are free and available. He'll, he'll, on, they'll show some fight. All your, on all your platforms. Now make your second listen. Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. One day when I get good at this, I'm going to be able to flow effortlessly through all of your shenanigans in the background, but that was not that day. I couldn't do it. I had to continue to stumble. I had to continue to laugh. And one day, I'll be able to go through it without even recognizing your shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm just glad Nada was on for that one. It was perfect timing. He, his face just said it all. The pain, the agony. It was fantastic. I, I didn't even see him because I was reading the script. I didn't even see him put that hat in front of the camera just trying to block you out as much as he possibly could. So, nice move from Nada. We appreciate him hopping on with us. We'll have him on again soon. All right, Doug, I know you have the awards watch list how many hornets are on there and what have you noticed from some of these lists that you're looking at yeah i think it's a good time to check in see what bet online has in terms our friends at betonline.ag see what they have in terms of the lines for different uh, big awards this year nba coach of the year award uh james borrego's on the list not very high on the list but he he they're given the odds uh, you can get him at plus 1600 right now Monty Williams leads the way. Steve Kerr, J.B. Bickerstaff. We didn't mention him in our <laughs> amazing Cavs analysis that we mm-hmm. had yesterday. That's why, yeah. That's uh, why but come Bickerstaff here. is um, always good to see a Bickerstaff uh, do well. Uh, Billy Donovan, Eric Spolster, Quinn Snyder, Steve Nash, and then right below him is uh, James Borrego. So could you know? Look, listen. If the Hornets are a three or a four seed in the East, I think you got to yeah. be. I think the Hornet. I think Borrego has to be in contention there. Uh, nobody on Defensive Player of the Year. Miles Bridges leading the way, Most Improved Player of the Year at plus 175. Behind him, Ja Morant, DeJounte Murray, Jordan Poole, and Anthony Edwards. LaMelo Ball also on the list, a Anthony few down Edwards. at plus 1,400. Sorry, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards, the old freshman to sophomore year leap. I thought we were done with that for Most Improved. Well, I mean, yeah, they got both Edwards and Ball. Uh, Garland on there as well, although I think this is his third season, right? Yeah, this is his third, I think. But also, you know, we tried to do that for Devontae. You know, we tried to sell the freshman to sophomore campaign. I know, but when everybody not... went against it. No, that's that's right. Like, that's oh, you true. can't do that. No, 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 no. no that's it, true. People would not even put him in the conversation. So Yeah, he was fifth. And, and players were out there saying, why Why isn't Devontae winning? I remember, yeah, it was Luka Doncic that was like, yeah, why, why is Devontae not the leader in the clubhouse? But I think he finished fifth that year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I even forgot who won it, but it well, definitely won Devontae. And for Miles' sake, it's uh, with Ja out, he's – probably in the driver's seat right now because he's he's mm-hmm. taking that leap into the to another level so well and, yeah. and and this is something too with miles it's the primacy bias being there as well just splashes onto the scene and he's such an exciting basketball player he's already in the minds so he could have a big time slump maybe it doesn't allow him to win but he's never going to wither away into nothingness he's always going to be a part of the conversation and really you could attribute it to just the way that he was able to play the first 10 games of the season. Not that he doesn't deserve it. He's still playing well enough to be right there at the top, but Mm -hmm. it's just now he's kind of already cemented himself to be a part of the conversation throughout the rest of the season. 
Uh, nobody on the Hornets uh, listed for MVP. I think obviously LaMelo Ball would be the only one that could even work his way into contention at this point, but they are not giving him any odds. Uh, the, the last person you can take is Ja Moran at plus 6,600. Would have been a good one. Rookie of the year, obviously no one on there uh, because the rookies haven't gotten much play except for the last few games because of the COVID outages. That's an interesting question that I'd, I'd like to ask David. You know, What do you think about Borrego? We saw him against the Spurs. What, what I thought would happen is he was going to go right back into the veterans, right back into the short rotation, not taking any chances, trying to get wins. Didn't give a look to, I think uh, a few guys got in late in the game because it was a blowout, but, but no serious looks to any of the rookies. What do you think about that? Uh, it's what I expected to. I mean, you know, uh, the, the the guys played well, and he knows he can go to go to them if uh, if need be. But I I still think you know he's got guys that have proven it. And he's got guys he's getting back. He also needs to get guys you know that are coming back from the COVID protocol. I guess see how their wind is and see what's going on with them. But yeah, he's going to go back to the guys that are trusted, the guys that are here uh, to make up the core of that team. So not really surprising, but good to know you've got you know those guys waiting in the wing. And James Brago talked about that, too, when he gave him praise, talked about James Booknight after his over 20-point performance against the Kings. He was saying, hey, when, when these guys come back, we'll see what kind of minutes he can get. I'm not sure how it's going to happen. And he also mentioned that with Cody Martin, too. You know, when, when he scored 21 points after that game, he said, I, I think Cody can even take it to another level. He's a winning player. He makes winning plays every time he's in the game. And we'll see how many minutes he gets once our backcourt is healthy again, which I thought was somewhat interesting. It's not like he was buried on the bench by any means when LaMelo and right. Terry were healthy and ready to go, but he did talk about that. And so I wonder what kind of minutes restriction or what kind of dwindling down of the minutes we're going to see with Cody once LaMelo is back and once he's 100% quote-unquote fully healthy, whatever that means to a LaMelo. Well, it's really interesting with both Cody Martin and Kelly Oubre, and this kind of leads right into the NBA Six Man of the Year odds uh, that I'll reveal in just a second. But I think the interesting thing about both Cody and Kelly, they both have had performances and stretches this year that I think you would look at and say, man, that, that deserves a little bit more attention. That deserves maybe even a possible shifting of the starting lineup to work one of these guys in. But it's pretty clear that James Borrego has settled in to a starting lineup uh, when Mason Plumley is healthy, a starting lineup that he likes for the regular season. But I think what's very beneficial for the Hornets is that when it comes to playoff time and you have to make those strategic adjustments to both minutes and your starting group and your fourth quarter group, Borrego has a has a wealth of options now that he can tap both offensively and defensively. This is one of the most versatile Hornets teams I've seen in a long time, and those stretches that you're seeing from Cody and Kelly are just part of that. So I, I love that. And so that leads me into the sixth man of the year. Right now, Tyler Hero is a heavy favorite at minus 250, followed by Montrez Harrell at plus 900. Again, all of these lines coming to us from our friends at betonline.ag. And then right below Montrez, you have Kelly Oubre at plus mm-hmm. 1,400. Mm, Hero is going to be tough to beat out for that just from the popular vote. I well, think. He's, a, he's a starter. This is I, I don't like that. I don't like when like these starter these weird hybrid six man starters. Well, Harold is in the same boat, really. If you think yeah. about it, Not, he's well, and he's and uh, man, was it was it him having won before? I think it was the the six man of the year award, or was it most improved? I think it was six man of the year. But that that's the thing. It's the who can score a lot award yeah. for you that does come off of the bench primarily. Yeah, I, I don't see anybody winning this thing over Tyler Hero. 
Um, and, and Montrez, the fact that like once you do it, you know, once you win it or once you're up there in consideration, then it's it's almost the same thing as we were just talking about uh, talking about with Miles. Like it, he's going to be up there you know, no matter what. And so you know, it's funny. Montrez Harrell was somebody that was not even getting minutes in crucial playoff times for the Lakers, and he was an afterthought. But now, now he's back playing well with Washington. It, yeah, so I, I don't see Kelly winning this thing, especially with those two guys in front. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. It, this you know, six man of the year is a scoring award, so that that works to Ubre's favor because mm-hmm. that's his that's his specialty. But he's just simply not getting enough minutes uh, to to compete with Hero. Uh, now, th- what would be interesting, I think, is if if the Hornets do overtake the Heat in the standings and Ubre keeps up, you know, a pretty electric scoring streak. I think there's a there's an outside chance that it could happen, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I agree that Hero's the heavy favorite. Yeah, yeah. And, and Doug, you talking uh, about just the versatility of this team? I, I can't help but we were kind of talking uh, a little bit before we started recording and before we went live. How you look all the way back at when Mitch Kupchak started his tenure with the Charlotte Hornets, there have been a lot of really good moves made by him. And one of the visions that he had and outright told us constantly when he would make these moves is the fact that they wanted to move to a positionless team. Now, mm-hmm. too bad that's kind of turned out to also leave with you, leave you without a center. You know, that's unfortunate, but... <laughs> You know, that's not what we that Mitch. Yeah. I, that's not what we meant when we wanted to be more yeah, versatile and be positionless. We didn't want to lose a mm-hmm. position. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, positionless. There's there's no positions, and there's really not a center on this team. But it, it's the vision that he wanted to try to build at that time. And you look at Lamelo, a tall point guard. You know, Terry Rozier doesn't really fit that bill as much. He's your shooter that helps you in a different way. But Miles, PJ. Kelly Oubre now being a free agent acquisition that that that's the type of vision especially when you look at the draft in the first oh, yeah. round especially all of those guys having the versatility to do different things because of their bodies and then you even go to a Jalen McDaniels who was drafted very late in the second round who is extremely versatile that that's great and, and now you've seen it kind of come to fruition with what Mitch Kupchak was wanting to build yes we've entered into the modern NBA finally I mean mm-hmm. that's what we're screaming Welcome. for I mean geez these long guys that can run the floor get out on the wing defend you know have length and or you're right they can kind of swap them in where they need to thank God uh it's so yes that is the that is the fun basketball we've been screaming for and, it's and, it's and so shame on us for trying to go back and get a big guy honestly you know here we can't we can't have it both well, ways. You. <laughs> here we are here we are hypocritical we want the versatility oh no now we do want to actually go get a position sorry mitch that that's well well because because we know that the playoffs are so different that's why we keep harping on this Mm -hmm. like we could i think the hornet and i I believe i said this before i I think the hornets can be successful in the regular season without making a move for for center i think they could even possibly even sneak in a a home court in the first round uh if if everybody else stays healthy and they keep shooting like this from three but then it doesn't matter if you have home court if you're the four seed going up against the five seed you're going to get in the playoffs and you're going to get pounded if you don't have some kind of rim defensive threat um, underneath, so uh, we that's what that's what we're that's what we're afraid of. Yeah, everything slows down right in the postseason, so that's uh, you know that that's for another day though, Doug. Today is all about it's a fun Friday, so let's have it fun. Is, it is fun Friday. <laughs> we're gonna get to hive life in just a second, and uh, right after we were just talking about the thing that Mitch Kupchak has built here with the Charlotte Hornets. Speaking of built, 
What about Built Bar? Built Bar is fantastic this holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but also amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. But it's also high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and it's healthy. Plus, there's so many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. I just got my first box of Built Bars in quite a while, and the ruby chocolate is amazing. I swear the limited time flavors they're the best so make sure you go to built.com and get in on those limited time flavors go to built.com you can use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off of your order again go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off of your order also thanks to everybody joining us on the award watch list conversation that was brought to you by bet online they have you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season, and you can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right let's live the hive life coming up next locked on hornets this is locked on hornets we just flat out eat some noodles on thanksgiving and they're really good that's a new one i really yeah. haven't heard of people i know just doing some straight nudes on thanksgiving <laughs> yes is there, is there some italian background in your family is that why no show up no no, no i don't think nope, so. just some just some straight anglican nudes <laughs> it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast I guess before we live the hive life, we're going to give some love to the people in the chat. We do appreciate you joining us on this fun Friday. And for that, we're going to get to a fun Friday question, which is probably better suited for you two. And so I'm going to throw something at you out of the dark, but I am going to throw it at you. Which Hornet is which Ghostbuster? Amber writes in, Mason is definitely Slimer. I don't know. I know that's a lot to throw at you guys, but it's fun Friday. I figured we'd just have a little chaotic fun before we actually get to the hive life that we're about to live. Is that, one, a good take from Amber? Also, are there any other Hornets that you would want to attribute to Ghostbusters? All right, let's workshop this, Doug. Um... (laughs) Well, so I think, you know, Egon has the most, uh, the the sort of most definitive personality. He's the smart, he's the scientist, he's the the smartest. He's the brains of the operation. He's solid. Uh, I mean, is that are we looking at Hayward or are we looking at Gordo? I, I feel know. like maybe Hayward possibly I mean LaMelo's super smart. He has a crazy basketball IQ, but I think he I feel, I feel like, like he I, goes more for the like, gut. I think he's I think yeah, I think Lamelo's flashy like like uh like a like a Bill Murray. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. what I think okay. as well. Okay, so we got those two. I think Ackroyd is is clearly Kelly Oubre uh for me. Really? <laughs> he's the wacky he's the wild card and see so for me i'm kind of just a viewer of this experience as well because i know ghostbusters i don't know it well enough to attribute the different characters to the hornets players so i know bill murray i know about the ghostbusters movie but it's been one a really long time since i've seen it i'm happy that i had both of you two to like i, I knew i could rely on you for this conversation it's why i threw the question in there well then no, so I, who's I, the fourth one doug i think well, I think so. I I agree with you. I think Vinkman is mellow. Yeah. I think, uh, man, I could almost go Ray Stance. I, I could almost go Ray as Hayward because he's kind of the quiet leader. 
you know, bringing he brings everyone together. He Ray is the connector. When everyone else wants to quit being a Ghostbuster, he's the one that kind of comes in there and breaks. So I'm going to go Gordon Hayward, Ray, Peter Venkman, Mello. I'm going to go Cody Martin. I think I think Cody Martin super smart and tell. Well, actually, no, he's had a couple of boneheaded plays, so can't go Martin. Can't go Ubre there. Let's go Miles. I think Miles so Egon. 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 Yeah. Well, who's who's Just, Winston? Who's the guy that's added late, <laughs> late, late in the game? Once the team's already, well, it's whoever. Together. It's Miles Turner, I think. That's who they're going to add. There you go. <laughs> that's. I got to add him late in the game. Excellent. All right, there you go. I'm glad yeah. that you guys could help with that because there's no way I was going to be able Great to help question. at all. Let's do more of those. More yeah, of those. I, I do yeah. like that. Yeah, keep asking the the crazy off uh, off the wall questions. We're getting some basketball questions in there as well. Thank you to Caleb Howard, old mate Sean, Chris for joining us. Chris saying he loves the show. We appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for hopping on with us here on this fun Friday. Speaking of fun Friday, let's do the Hive Life right now here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Hey, it works today. <laughs> I forgot about that from last week, and so I, I just threw that your way again. I pre- I'm glad that you were able to handle it, though. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I mean... I'm just glad it. I'm just glad it worked. Living the hive life, baby, stanging. All right, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, I'm gonna go with Del Curry making it back to the Spurs game to be on the call with Eric Collins, but also he brought the three-point record ball in hand, and Steph Curry signed it as the greatest shooter ever. How cool was that? That gave me some hive life this week. That's yeah. a crazy. Was, that's a, that, 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 that's, that, I can't believe he just gave. I can believe he gave it to his dad. But Dell's just dribbling that thing through the airport. You know, just <laughs> making people out, crossing people up in the. You know, Dunk camp, boom! Just oh, somebody man. at the gate. It's just get, a, you know, just a, a piece of basketball history. I mean, on the way to Springfield, just take a detour to San Antonio. Well, I I can uh, this this was going to be one of mine too. Um, so you you stole it from me, Walker, that's why I went and first. that's kind of my point on the Hive Life, which is like I believe that Steph would give it to Dell because you know Dell has been such an important part of Steph's whole career. But what I don't believe is that Dell would have brought such a valuable piece of memorabilia with him into the arena. I would be afraid that somebody's gonna you know steal my. Well, you set it down for a it. second. You set it down. Somebody picks it up, starts shooting with it. You know they don't. Well, they, I don't know. Don't how, know I'd have to look and see how many turnovers Dell Curry had in his career. But I don't. I don't know that he was like a crazy protector of the basketball. So. Shoot. Yeah, Not just hold dribbles, on to it dude. and let it fly. It's shooter. Yeah, it, it's the right. highest stakes game of dribble tag or cookies of all time. <laughs> with, now, with that piece of memorabilia, you can't lose it, or you lose much more than just a basketball. The question you is: lose did, a son. Did mm-hmm. friend of the show Eric Collins either when Dell you know went to the bathroom or wasn't looking did he try and take it and spin it on his finger do do get a couple of shots up with it do we think he you know how many trivia questions does he have about that basketball <laughs> already on deck for the Yo, next broadcast up. that's what i want to know how many how many Hot little dots are on the basketball that's what what kind of sharpie did he use right. was it fine right. print was it bold tip i think eric oh Collins probably has all of those facts on deck for that basketball. All right, Doug, I stole your first one. Do you want to go next since I kind of jumped in line ahead of you? Yeah, I'll go next. Let me get it up on the screen. I wasn't ready to go, but now <laughs> you want I... to go with David? <laughs> you want to... <laughs> now I am. Hold on. I don't know. That's, this probably, is not bad. Be very... That's probably bad leading as a host. This That's is not going to be very big on the screen, but I love this tweet from... Uh, I think I may have uh, cropped out the actual tweet from Gordon Hayward, but he was celebrating his 40-point game yeah. by saying, yeah, we got a great road win. And then Terry Rozier commenting on the Gordon Hayward tweet 
Yeah, you def don't run this page. You just scored 40 McNuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Terry Rozier is not only a certified gamer, he's a real one. He calls it like he sees it. He said, Gordon, you have a social media coordinator, and I need you to recognize that you just (laughs) dropped a 40-piece on these fools. Don't be talking about road win. You're you're a gamer. Terry's great on social. Uh, I think he really knows his spots. He picks them like this and just comes in for the kill. It's uh, yeah, it's good. (laughs) Hashtag offly. Hashtag offly, Gordo. Well, well, and and he tries to defy it, right? Like Terry Rozier acts like he doesn't pay attention to things on social media, but he's one of the better contributors on the Hornets roster right now. Oh, none none of those guys. They, they do the Kevin Durant. They don't read social yeah, media. Right, of course. Uh, let us know in the chat. What, what What's giving you Hive Life heading, heading into the weekend? Could be a game performance. Could be something on the show. Could be something you saw on social. Let us know in the chat. All right. Well, in the meantime, while you guys are putting those comments in, David, what do you got for us giving you Hive Life this week? Oh, man. Hive Life this week is coming courtesy of the Puma brand and mr lamello ball his first signature shoe dropped yesterday the mb.01 uh and i was able to snag a couple hope the boys aren't watching this Uh, they are on youtube a lot i got a couple presents for the boys coming their way for uh for christmas they usually watch um mr beast or i don't know uh unspeakable you'll you'll, doug you'll learn all about that soon now um i don't know if both of your boys but i know one of your boys is a a huge fan of Devontae graham did he get an opportunity to see the big shot that graham hit so i showed it to him uh the next morning at breakfast first thing i was just like hey check out this clip he loves a good half court shot you know or a full court shot but when he realized it was Devontae, he was like Devontae, let's go (laughs) so yeah he was excited for that's great as we all were but hey guys real quick on the shoes i learned a little bit more about the story that goes into those shoes they finally put out some details around the storytelling on this they worked lamello's uh lower left lower leg tat into the into the into the story of this shoe if you look at it he's got a rocket ship on his uh calf or lower left leg and the way they designed this shoe it looks like like the plumes of clouds the smoke is on the shoe so oh, it's that's blasting off them yeah so it goes in so that's some uh, little little detail out there that they're finally letting loose so yeah the mb.01 i saw the i saw the video that you posted uh or that you retweeted on twitter of him telling the story and yeah. i just love i love when Lamelo is generally kind of disinterested with these kind of like he's, he just didn't seem like he was totally into it hey, he a, does that he does that in, in, yeah. in the press conferences too he's just kind of generally disinterested sometimes amber yeah, writing in the chat by the way david's air jordan eights and 11s on top of his armoire is giving me hive life so david Ooh, good, eye, in the chat. good eye up there i appreciate it yeah running out of room in the old closet there gotta put them uh, where they gotta get in where they fit in the shoes are nice, giving everybody some hive life this week as well. All right, we appreciate it. Doug, you got anything else? Did you want to bring something else to the hive life, or if I'm, am I jumping the gun again? I uh, know I was going to – well, the final thing I was going to bring up was Devontae Graham, uh, former mm-hmm. uh, Hornet. Um, you know, he's having to dig it out there in New Orleans. Uh, we talked about it before the show, New Orleans Pelicans finally getting some of that karma back that they stole from the city of Charlotte uh, when they left the first time. They're – they're really struggling this season, and you know we yes. don't know what the situation is with Zion, but uh, but seeing Devontae Graham do great things, I always love that. I don't care what uniform he's wearing. I love that he hit the half court shot, and I saw the video from the announcers on the other side of the ball. So if you haven't seen this clip, Oklahoma City, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander 
hits a shot to tie the game, a really long three with just a few seconds left, and it looks like they're going to overtime. So the Oklahoma City announcers, are the one of the announcers is trying to make a point. Uh, he's like, yo, it's very interesting that, and he can't even finish his sentence before Devontae hits the three-quarters court game winner. <laughs> and uh, I just love it. I love that they broke up. The, the guy never went back to the point because the game was over. It didn't yes. matter. I know, yeah. It's, it's, what, what I love, too, yeah, you're right. Like, he stopped. Instead of just continuing with the point, the shot is up in the air, and then he completely stops the entire time. He and just thinking, took his headset off and e- threw even, it. Even immediately uh, upon, it le- uh, upon it leaving Devontae's hands, this might go in, and he just doesn't finish it, and then you, you can't step up. Uh, you can't step on the play-by-play announcer, and so you didn't want to do that. Heady play. He, la- he launched that thing in like under two seconds, I think, right? I mean, there yeah, was not much time. It was a catch and shoot from three quarters court. So good for Devontae. Let's go. Let's get those Pelicans in the playoffs, baby. Let's do that. <laughs> that's it not going to happen. It's not. It would benefit us, but let's it's not. Let's get these good. Hornets to the playoffs. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We'll be back with you Monday. Not exactly sure what we have in store. We're going to recap the weekend for the Charlotte Hornets and see if LaMelo Ball comes back against Portland. If he comes back later, we'll get you updated on everything taking place with the Charlotte Hornets. Thanks to David for joining us, as always, on the Live Hive and the Hive Life and everything that's alive about this Lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks, uh, Thanks to you guys as well for listening, hopping in the chat. We really appreciate it. Go check us out on YouTube. Almost at 500 subscribers, which means... We're almost to wearing the bee costumes, which is something I'm not exactly thrilled with. And uh, I think I think I saw David has to wear a beekeeper costume. I saw that too. Uh, so Can't take it back. I, Can't take yeah, it back. Yeah, I saw that. So I think saw that's that going to have well. to happen too. We're going right, to be two bees, and you have to wear a beekeeper costume. All right, try to wrangle us in, man. That's what's happening. Make your second listen. <laughs> Locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday.